You are listening to the Crone and the Alchemist podcast, a journey into the minds of two vastly different witches. With your hosts, C, the Crone, and Luna, the Alchemist, join us as we explore witchcraft and the occult in today's modern world. Hey, Luna. Hello, C. How are you today? Oh, well, it's like deja vu. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Our, I, yes. Third, third time's a charm, I guess. Yes. For our listeners who don't know, uh, this is our third time trying to record this. The first time, I don't know what happened. I forget. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was audio issues both right. times. Um, and, then yes, and then yesterday, we were, it was just like, a, like we were just completely, I don't know what happened near the end. We just got completely rambly. So, in my opinion, it's better that we're starting over and we can get down to book business today. Yes. Yes. Uh, So, audio and recording issues should all be fixed. Yes. Um, And, yeah, we should be good to go. Great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you want to start with um, talking about your experience with books, if you wanted to start with that? Sure. Okay. so this episode, I know that you have been raring to go about it. Oh, man. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, but for me, it was a bit of a struggle because I don't read as much as I would like to. Um, for me, I am, my learning style is stronger visually and hands-on, and I am a very slow reader especially when it comes to like nonfiction um, or learning style books. So it takes me forever <laughs> to get to, to get through a book where you are just a week and less than a week and, Oh, I, I finished that book already. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, when I was looking at my bookshelf of, of books I wanted to talk about today, um, I wanted to make sure that, A, they were books that I found really beneficial to my practice, and B, that I've read them in full. (laughs) Um, My to-be-read pile is pretty huge. You know, shout out to my fellow visual and hands-on learners. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I've got a a few good ones to talk about today, I think. Excellent. So I think, without further ado, uh, we shall get started. Perfect. Now, can I go first? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I'm holding in my hand Light Magic for Dark Times by Lisa Marie Basile, and she is the founder of Luna Luna Magazine. If you do not know Luna Luna Magazine, I suggest going online to check it out. It is um, a very good magazine. Um, So just um, from first impressions when I got this book, I don't know when it was published. I think it was 2017. I'm not too sure off the top of my head. Um, first impressions, even before you open the book, it's very beautiful. Uh, it kind of looks like, uh, it was dipped in like, um, you know, when you dip a ceramic cup in food coloring and water and it gets all marbly. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like, um, it was dipped in marble. It's very nice. Oh, and I have to apologize. It was published in 2018. I'm sorry. Um, so this book is just full of um, rituals and spells and practices. Uh, actually, the tagline on the front cover says, more than 100 spells, rituals, and practices for coping in a crisis. 
Um, and usually I don't like books that have spells in them already because I usually write my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with the rituals. But this is just, it's, it, it's a beautiful book and I really love it. And it has um, an entire chapter on shadow work. Uh, entire chapter on writing magic and it has um, meditation for in um, sorry it's called the graveyard meditation for getting comfortable with the idea of death and I don't think our listeners know but I suffer from um, very high death anxiety so I saw that in there and I was just like oh that's awesome Um, unfortunately I haven't had a chance to try it yet Um, there isn't really a cemetery around me that's very accessible there's one just on the street but it's really close to a road, so it really wouldn't be very private. Private, and there's no gate on it or anything. So, and it's very small. It's like on like a little hill, people could just see. So, I might try just like laying on the ground in my apartment and just like envisioning it instead. Yeah. If that sounds, if that sounds like something, yeah, would work. Yeah, I but, think that um, totally would work. Yeah, um, but it's just it's a very beautiful book, and I recommend it for beginners intermediate advanced it's just it's a really great book nice okay i'm done with that one so if you want to go ahead sure um okay the first book i have on my list um it's a book that i found when i was just starting to get back into my spiritual like my spiritual practice and uh, witchcraft in general um it's just something that popped off the shelf at me i was like oh you know this this looks good um it's called the witch's companion uh the author is a lady named soraya Uh, she's from the uk and i think this book was first published in 2011. okay so it's so it's pretty recent then right yeah uh, yeah it's, it's not it's not too old. No. Um, but I, I found this to be a very excellent, like, complete beginner's book or, you know, a very new beginner. Um, Soraya covers a variety of different topics within the craft from various paths and traditions of witchcraft, magical tools, sabbats, moon phases, spell casting you know, different ways of circle casting or energy raising. Um, And what I really liked about it was she gave just enough info on each topic to give the reader um, a good idea of what it was about, um, but also a good starting point for further research if, if something particularly resonated with you you know, oh, I, I uh, really like the section on the sabbats. And so you could go and hone in on specifics to further research. But right, she, do- right. she does give quite a, a bit of information mm-hmm. on a wide variety of topics, uh, which I really loved. Which I think is very good in a beginner book. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Because, it's, because as you said, then you can take what you like, like you can take what in like you can take that and take certain sections of it and hone in on it and go check out things that are are of your interest yes and i mean even though the author considers herself 
um, she calls herself a white witch. She does talk in the beginning of the book about, she talks a little bit about Wicca. She talks a little bit about witchcraft just as a, a practice with nothing else attached to it. She talks about, you know, some various traditions within witchcraft that one might uh, follow. So it's very, she's very open and not, this is how I practice. So, you know, this is the only way to practice or this is all I'm going to talk about. Um, because it's a beginner's book, right? She kind of, you know, encourages you to explore what makes sense to you. Which right, I right. Mm -hmm. Now, that beginner books, um, I know we'll be talking about the benefits of books for beginners later, but I think beginner books have a lot of um, um, intermediate and advanced can also get a lot from going back to beginner books. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, especially sometimes if you're feeling really stuck mm -hmm. and stagnant in your practice. Um, sometimes getting back to the basics is just what you need to you know um spark that that um interest or you know ignite that passion again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that's awesome um i'm going to slide on in with my next book if that is okay yes okay cool uh i know this is one that you've been wanting to read um and it's on your to-be-read list. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, Sigil, Witchery, Sigil Witchery by Laura Tempest Zakroff. And uh, the little tagline at the top says, A Witch's Guide to Crafting Magic Symbols. Now, I love this book very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a section in the back about um, getting sigils tattooed on you and I have a lot of tattoos and I never thought about getting sigils tattooed on me until I read this book and I was like that is a great idea um it would have to be honed over a period of time for me I usually to go off on tangent I usually take at least a year before my tattoos like like in between tattoos so I think if I was to ever, to ever get a sigil tattooed I would take a year to complete the sigil and make it as perfect as you can be with the with the sigil um, but that's neither here nor there. I won't get talking about <laughs> tattoos because I can talk forever. Um, so my favorite part of the book would definitely have to be the word symbol association chart. <clears throat> so there's basically just like kind of, I don't know, a quarter into the book. I'm really bad at math. So it might be like halfway and I just don't know what I'm talking about. Um, there's a chart that it's, uh, columns and rows and they have words and little boxes for you to write the symbols that you associate with that word. So for example, one word given is mirror um and then a little there's a box beside it that has space for you to write uh to draw out what comes to mind when uh you hear the word mirror that sounds like a really fun exercise yeah and it's um it's and it for it's a week like it's a rectangular shaped book like it's not super square so uh there's um, more room than you would think in like a regular <clears throat> workbook and it is a workbook, so uh, that's why I was writing in it, because it's meant to be written in. And then also there are, um, Laura goes on to talk about the symbols that make up sigils, so like the different things you can uh, use to create one whole sigil. And so, for example, if she lists like like a dot or a star, she would um, 
say what they what each symbol means to her and then underneath mm. it there'd be some lines for you to write down what you think of the shape and the symbol and then underneath it there's some blank space that can be used for anything uh, more notes uh drawing this drawing the part of the symbol yourself um so it's just it's a very comprehensive book and i really really like it very cool and yeah, i am moving I, I i have to i have to get my hands on it some point soon <laughs> yeah and i just it's just i love workbooks i like being able to just write in a book without feeling bad about it yeah <laughs> so um so i have moved that over to my already talked about pile so what is your next book um my next book is actually another laura tempest sackcroft book yes i know which one it is and i'm so excited and um i think we we both kind of grabbed gravitated towards this book when when picking our our books to talk about today it was when we talked about doing a book episode this was the first one that came to my mind and it was actually next yeah. to my list so we can just talk back and forth about it <laughs> um i i have i have weep the liminal um and i also have laura's book the the witch's cauldron but that's yeah i've thumbed through it it's it's in my to be read pile and near the top um but i'm looking forward to reading that one too but i'm not talking about that one right now i'm talking about weep the liminal <laughs> um, so something i really i was i was looking through this book again today um as i was waiting for us to get started and just something popped out at me that i remember reading you know when i read this book and I was like, oh, yeah, I, re I really loved this part. So she's got this part in here called Keys to the Witch's Path. Obviously, I'm not going to, you know, read the whole section. Just she lists three keys uh, that it really resonated with me. Number one was know thyself. Number two was maintain balance. And number three was accept responsibility. I, I found it really helpful um, from more of a, not a beginner standpoint, more of an intermediate standpoint. Yeah, um, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely not a beginner's book. Like, obviously, beginners are very welcome to go and buy it. But, like, it's definitely something that I think is better. Um, yeah, it's more intermediate, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Um, and I, she even states in the near the beginning of the book, um, she's writing from a standpoint of you already know what a witchcraft is, and you're most likely already on your path. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I really like how she comes at things uh, from, you know, a, a deepening your practice, your practice deepening your relationship and getting to know yourself and what witchcraft means to you what it means to you to call yourself a witch um, yeah yeah so i yeah i really enjoy that about this book i think the getting to know yourself bit is probably in my opinion one of the most important things in practicing witchcraft but it's also one of the better part like one of the best parts of the book right because that is what it's your path is about. It's about finding out who you are and weaving that into your practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the what it means to be a witch 
bullet list on page 41. That was very good. Um, I also like the path of your own making chapter. Um, off the top of my head, I'm not too sure which chapter that is, but go by the book and you'll find out. Um, <laughs> and I also like the witch's manifesto, um, which again, don't have a page number, but go buy it. So. <laughs> um, I just, I really liked it. You know what? I think I'm going to reread it, which I don't usually do with, um, witchcraft books. I usually just kind of take notes as I'm reading through them on what I'm going to take away from them. And then if it's not something I plan on keeping, I usually give away, I give to somebody who's looking to, um, hone their craft or be, or start on their journey kind of thing. So, um, mm -hmm. I think I'm actually, I think I'm going to reread it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, because it's such a lovely book and even the cover, like I should just describe this cover. It's beautiful. I don't know if, I wonder if Laura drew it because I know she does. I, I think she did actually. Yeah. She did do the cover be art for it. Because I know she, yeah. Cause I know she does a lot of artwork. Um, yep. It says color illustration by Laura Tempest Zakroff and interior illustrations by Laura Tempest Zakroff. Yeah. So that's really, really cool. Yeah. Did you, did you know she's coming out with an Oracle deck? <gasps> no. You didn't know? No, I didn't know this. When was oh this announced and what rock have I been living under? Um, I think she's made a couple of posts about it on Instagram. Okay. But yeah, she does have a, she is working on an Oracle deck. Well, if it comes out in 2020, guess what I'm making an exception for? <laughs> so deck. this deck. So our listeners will know at some point we're doing a depth gear, but we're going to do a podcast episode specifically on the depth gear because as we all know, I have exceptions to depth gear and we won't get into it, but I'm going to list three off the top of my head right now, just for funsies. <laughs> Luna, can you guess, can you guess what one is Luna? Uh, the fifth spirit tarot. I yes. know that is one. Uh, the white Newman tarot. Yeah. And un, um, having nothing to do with tarot or witchcraft. Um, if my chemical tours and they come to our hometown, I'm going to, um, buy tickets, not in the <laughs> mosh pit because I'm too old to be pushed around, <laughs> but I'm going to scream, sing every single song that got me through high school and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. And those are my exceptions to the depth year. And, we should talk about our next book. Yes. <laughs> so um, I don't go off on a depth gear tangent again. Okay. So okay. The, the next book I have is a tarot book. Mm -hmm. um, it is by Bakura Wintner. And the title of this book is called WTF is Tarot and How Do I Do It? Yes, swears. I love me a good swear. So this book, if you have an aversion to swearing, this book is not for you. And also this podcast, because I'm pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure we, I, I yeah. swear sometimes. I don't know. I don't really keep track because it just kind of like slides out, you know, it just, it just happens. I, I keep it in, I try and keep it in check while we're recording. But if you were a fly on the wall at my house... <laughs> 
It you... sounds like a it sounds like a ship. No, I'm just kidding. You're, you you <laughs> don't have a mouth of a sailor. That was a joke. Um, yeah. Um, well, like I have to watch my because I, like I, I can't swear at work, right? So it's become less of a thing. But like I still swear like under my breath all the time. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Sorry. Continue talking about your tarot book. I'm sorry. So this book is it, it has a lot of swearing. Just just a warning out there. Um, for those of you that don't like that sort of thing um but i love this book because it is a fun and modern take on a tarot kind of how-to book you know the the typical books that are these are the meanings of the cards and you know this is this is how you do readings um i find that some of the older uh published books on on tarot can be a little dry a little boring they're very formulaic yes which which there's nothing wrong with that right? no um no absolutely not but for, for we a, need a little spice you know for a slow reader <laughs> like myself yes i like yes. a little fun yes absolutely and there's um, nothing and nothing says fun like a couple of f words in my opinion yes um <laughs> it's it's not just that though it, it's funny because she talks like I don't know, maybe uh, like I'm a little uh, getting a little old, but she she'll throw in things like lit and fam and it's it's just funny to me. You know, I have not been no no. I'm going to go on this tangent. I have not been in a high school for like I've been in a high school like a while, but like <laughs> in my opinion not that long to but when I converse with people who are younger and they literally say words that make no sense to me whatsoever. Language is very fascinating because out of the years I've been at a high school, it has changed so much. Slang has changed so much since then. And it just, it fascinates me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But anyway, (laughs) sorry, get back to talking about lit and fam. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing because it's, oh boy. Anyways, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Um, Keep going. Sorry. So the way, the way she comes at the meanings of the cards, it's, it's more modern. It, um, it's more relatable to everyday life in society now, like in the here and now. You know, she's talking about. Uh, <laughs> I forget which. <laughs> oh my god, I forget which card it is. But she describes this particular card as being the fuck boy of the the court cards or I don't know something. oh who what card would that be I, I can't really think of it who uh, who it would be off the top of my head but that's I great I don't know but it's it's much it you know it's not it's more relatable the, arch, the yeah. archetypal um meanings and connections are more relatable to modern society so I I love that about this book um I find I find it it, it really helped me to um, get a better sense of the card meanings because mm-hmm. I, I read both intuiti- intuitively and I like to have a, like a good sense of traditional. Yeah, I'm going to mix both too. Yeah. Um, I like a mix in my tarot readings. So I found this book, it kind of just made some of the meanings of the cards click better, you know? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And and to be to be real for a second, when anyone utters the word "fuckboy," we all know exactly what they mean. Yes. Right. So, like, 
it would be like just being oh and you you know exactly what the term means even if you're old <laughs> you know you can just you understand the connotation of what that means so attributing that card to that phrase it it would it, it would make it um easier for somebody to grasp the meaning of a card and make it fun yeah yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of times where you're you're laughing throughout reading this book, like oh my god, <laughs> perfect. Because you know what, tarot is obviously a very serious practice and um, etc. But sometimes you just gotta laugh about it, right? Like you just yeah. gotta have some fun with it. And I think that that's um, very important um, in a practice as well. Like that's when definitely. you pull like when you pull like the tower of the devil, and I don't know. I don't know, like the Ten of Swords in one reading, you're like, oh, fuck. And you're just like, oh, shit. So <laughs> panic, the tower is panic attack. <laughs> though in my in my very humble opinion, there aren't any bad bad cards, quote unquote, in the tarot. But we won't talk about that right now because we'll have an entire episode on tarot and then we'll get into our controversial, probably not, and very humble opinions about the cards. Yes. Um, yes. Um, so I'm going to segue <clears throat> into an, my next, my, my, my last pick which is also a tarot book. It's called The Creative Tarot by Jessa Crispin, uh, A Modern Guide to an Inspired Life. So each card is described from a creative point of view. Um, so each card is looked at. So it's kind of like like your last book was. It's kind of like um, a different perspective on tarot. Yeah. Um, so, each, so each card is explained creatively, I guess, from like a maker's point of view. Um, each explanation profiles uh makers and their journeys to explain the cards um so it would be talking about i don't know an artist's journey through their uh in their middle age about how they overcame something and uh, uh, putting that to the card kind of thing like using that explanation to show the reader what the card means um so at the end of every card <clears throat> There's a list of recommended materials, and um, so it's like on one of the cards, one of the recommended materials is to look at a building built by Frank Lloyd Wright. I'm pretty sure the building has a name, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Or read a poem by blank and blank, or go look at this piece of art. So it's just, it's very, um, it was a different spin. Um, I think it was one of the first tarot books I bought that was a bit different than the regular ones so yeah. and being a being a creative person myself I just found it a very interesting very helpful uh, modern guide to the tarot yeah um I, I I the more you talk about it I I think I'm gonna have to borrow that book from you <laughs> listen I got it at I got it on bookoutlet.ca for like five bucks what? So yeah, uh, if if you and our listeners don't know what bookoutlet.ca is, um, it's a bookstore online that sells I don't know they sell damaged and dented books, but they also sell I guess like when bookstores overstock something they send it to this place. Um, and yeah, so I got this book for like five bucks. It was great. Nice. I also got one of my first tarot decks online too from there. They sell I think tarot it was a decks too. Randomly, yeah. I think it was the Druid Tarot. Is that a thing? Anyways, it was really big. The cards were really big, and it was on my first deck, and I just couldn't even shuffle it because I was bad at shuffling, and still am, by the way. Um, 
uh yeah anyways so it was cheap but you can totally totally borrow my version it's all good <laughs> whenever you want it you can have it <laughs> um do you want to move in on to favorite authors i have one more book oh i'm sorry to, yes to okay i'm gonna tell our listeners that in the last two times we've recorded i've forgotten about this book which is very funny because we've literally done the exact same episode two times and I keep forgetting about this book. And it's one of my favorite books because I also own it and I can't believe I keep forgetting about it. Go ahead. Yes, because you li- you have it. It's sitting out beside your altar, is it not? It's it's literally always there. It's never on my bookshelf. <laughs> Ugh, anyways. <laughs> so this book is um, a, an amazing reference book for me. Um, it is Llewellyn's Complete Book of Correspondences by Sandra Kynes. Uh, it's literally what it sounds like, a giant book of magical correspondences. Um, I love it for crafting my own spells or crafting incense blends, um, you know, honing in on a, a specific intention. I can flip through it they have they have a, there's a chapter and it's got all different intentions and you can look through and go oh i'm looking for you know something for protection and it'll list a bunch of things with with uh protective magical properties and uh yeah it it talks about plants crystals timing of the day or, or year color just anything you can think of I use it all the time in crafting my spells or whatever else I love I absolutely love this book I'm gonna sum this book book up in one sentence can I do that for you yes yes go buy it (laughs) that's it that's all I have to say well I do have more to say um it's full of charts and um which speaks to my Virgo moon heart because I love me a good chart and I want my life to be a chart in so many ways. I want it to be neat and orderly and pleasant to look at. <laughs> and I don't know if it is, but I just, I love charts so much. And this book has so many charts in it and it's so full of information. And it's just, it's, it's, I use it all the time. And I can't believe in the last two recordings of this damn episode, I forgot, I forgot about it and forgot about it today too. <sighs> So we're going to talk about favorite authors, right? Next? Yes. Yes. And that is authors um, on Patheos or books or anything really. So do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, the, I have three, two, the three I'd like to bring up uh, today. Um, one of them we've already talked about, Laura Tempest-Bakrov. Um, mm-hmm. Not only does she have a number of books, uh, published through Llewellyn. She has a blog on Patheos. And um, one of my favorite things is her YouTube channel, uh, where she has an ongoing series she's been doing called Six Minutes of Witchcraft. And she just sits down in front of the camera, picks a topic, sets a timer for six minutes, and just talks about it. Um, <laughs> a lot of the times she'll go over, but by a couple of minutes, but it, they're really interesting um, conversations that, that she starts 
with this little series on her YouTube channel. So if you haven't already, definitely go check it out. Could could you imagine me staying within the limit of six minutes of talking about something? <laughs> no. The, t- the, the timer would go off. Oh wait, I just have one more thing. Oh. And then oh. I go on for like another like ten minutes about random stuff that doesn't matter and has absolutely does not pertain to anything except that. Yeah, just like I'm doing right now. So <laughs> I I applaud Laura Tempest Sackroff for pulling off six minutes of witchcraft. And guess what? I'm gonna go watch it on YouTube. Yes, you definitely should. Yes. Um, the other author has a book coming out next month, actually. which we will, which we will talk. We will both squee together about in a few minutes because yes. <laughs> we're both um, very excited about it. He also has a blog on Pathios called "For Puck's Sake," um, and that author is Matt Oren. Um, I absolutely love his blog. His his blog is so amazing. And I am so excited about his book upcoming, Psychic Witch. I, I can't wait. I am so excited. Counting down the days. Um, yeah. So excited. So excited. Um, one of my favorite. So you talked about Laura Tempest Zakharoff, who I've listed as one of my favorite authors. But one of my other favorite authors also has a book coming out this year, uh, Lisa Marie Bazile, who we talked about um, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I really like her poetry as well. I'm pretty sure she's a few collections out, maybe one or two. Um, and she's just really cool. I like her a lot. Um, so I'm really looking forward to her book, um, The Magical Writing Grimoire, which I have pre-ordered and I'm very excited. I think it comes out in April. That, that um, definitely sounds up your alley. Oh, yes. And I'm hoping it's going to be a workbook. So as I said earlier, I love workbooks. So I can just write right in it and not have to worry about carton and a book and yeah. the book around with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're and also both look. You said that Sorry, was coming out in April? I don't know. I think so. I, <laughs> I would check my Amazon, but I don't know if I can leave. Uh, my phone is uh, precariously perched and I don't want to touch it. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go. If you're interested in pre-ordering, just pre-order it through a local bookstore, or Amazon, or wherever you're able, and it'll tell you when it's coming out. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I'm going to um, have an extensive show notes that will have links to authors and books that we've talked about today. Yes. And uh, for your sanity, I'm not going to add in any ones that I haven't sent you already. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've been thinking about it as, um, as as we've been talking, I was like, "Hmm, I forgot this book." But you know what? I'm just gonna, I'll, I'm just gonna leave it because the list could just go on and on forever. Um, now we're both also looking forward to Intuitive Witchcraft. Yes. By yes. Uh, Astria Taylor. I always pronounce her first name wrong, and I feel so bad. I think it's Astria. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so that's coming out. That's coming out soon too. And she is also a Pathios blogger. Yes, what's the name of her blog? Do you know off the top of your head? I think it's Starlit Witch. Cool, cool. Starlit Witch. She, she also has a YouTube channel as well. Um, mm-hmm. And she's been posting some meditations. Oh, okay. On there. And I've, I've, sa- I've saved a couple um, to a playlist I have because I've been wanting to check those out. Give those a, a try. That's pretty awesome. I am a bad witch. I don't meditate. Um, 
I try, but my anxiety is really high all the time. Though that would probably help, right? Like you would think that meditating would help my anxiety, but then my anxiety just kind of cycles in a weird cycle when I'm trying to meditate. But anyways, we won't get into that. Um, it definitely, it would help. Um, yeah, but I can't get, like, it's like a vicious cycle, right? I can't get there to do it because it stops me from getting there. Does that make sense? Yes. For me, yeah. it's more, um, my mind won't like slow down. Mm. It's not so mm -hmm. much anxiety. It's just like thinking about a million different things at once and not being able to sit still kind of like, you know, I know you don't have yeah. to sit still to meditate. No. No, but, um, it's just just quieting the mind and, and and whatever. We should talk about that on a future podcast. We should. Um, I was gonna mention something about when I was meditating briefly. I downloaded that app Headspace for a bit, mm -hmm. and they said something very interesting in it. They said that meditation isn't about like draining your mind of thoughts. It's about watching your thoughts pass and acknowledging them, but not stopping them. Yeah, they obviously explained it in a much better way, but I think that you see the the analogy of like watching cars on a freeway just pass, and like the cars are your thoughts and not stopping any of the cars and just watching them pass. Yeah, so not yeah. being like, oh, you know, that car is a red car and that car yeah. is missing, you know, its headlight or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which is a lot easier said than done for a lot of people. Yes. Right. Yeah. But I, it, you know, everybody says it gets easier over time you know the more yeah you, just like anything the more you practice the better you become yeah and yeah a lot of people i like i know some people who don't it, for that for me, for them meditation isn't sitting down and then you know deep breathing right and, and whatever right. they'll go for a walk in the woods they'll absolutely go or you know they'll play music play a drum or or something you even know? like um even like um static dancing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I find myself going into strange, strange meditative states when I'm working out, which is like weird because I should be focusing on what I'm doing because that's how you pull a muscle. But um, I find myself just like and like I come out of it and it's like, oh, where did I go? And I'm kind of just like back in my back in my body again. But um, yeah, yeah that, we should. That's so, what happens, um, you know, with certain types of yoga and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, I love a good gentle yoga sequence, but if I get sweaty during yoga, oh man, I just, <laughs> I like, I, I like, I love to get sweaty when working out. <laughs> My yoga has to be on the floor <laughs> and barely moving in order for me to get the full benefit of it because downward dog, I just get blood rushes to my head and I just get all upside down. Anyways, we will, maybe we'll talk about meditation in another episode. I think um, we should. We should. Yeah. We should explore it. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I have one more book to mention, actually, before we move on to benefits of books for beginners. Okay. Um, Green Witchcraft by Paige Vanderbeck. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, she's the host of Fat Feminist Witch podcast, which is probably one of my favorite podcasts. I really enjoy yeah. that podcast a lot. I, I love her podcast. Yeah, and she's uh, she's very knowledgeable, um, and she just announced this book of this month, I think. I think it's coming out in February. Um, I don't consider myself very green in terms of my witchcraft. Um, the herbs I buy are dried and from a local pig and shop down the street. <laughs> um, so I don't really 
grow anything, though I did get a plant for my birthday from a coworker, and it's a spider plant, a.k.a. mother-in-law's tongue, which is a very strange name for a plant. Um, <laughs> no, sorry, not spider plant, snake plant. Um, and it's I'm staring at it right now and just willing it to not die the moment I touch it. So I actually, funny story, I went to water it when I got home from work, and I dropped it in the sink. And I was like, well, fuck me. This is how my planting, this is, I just dropped everything that's green, just like, I don't know, wants to get away from me, down the drain, bye. Anyways, so green witchcraft. So obviously I'm going to buy it because I drop plants down the drain. And I should probably <laughs> be reading a book about green witchcraft. Uh, um, I think before we start laughing too hard at my very weird jokes, we should get into the benefits of books for beginners. What do you think? Sure. Sure. Um, go ahead. You can take us off. Okay. Oh, jeez. Um, so, I mean, of course, when you're starting, when you're starting your path in witchcraft, things can be really overwhelming. Absolutely, um, yes. Especially if you don't have someone else to talk to. Like, you know, someone close to you that is also into it. Or, you know, you do a Google search and <laughs> millions of hits and you just don't know where to go and, you know, what is legitimate or not. Not saying mm -hmm. books are legitimate, but... No, I know what you mean. There, there can be... A, there can be a really good benefit for just giving you a place to start mm -hmm. um and i think that once you once you get a, a, a bit of a handle on what's what and you start practicing uh you know then that's where you'll probably see some more significant growth um but yeah definitely definitely there there are some really great beginner books out there to get someone started yeah there definitely are um and i just think they like picking up a beginner book allows you to um explore different paths right like something you um as you said it's a very good place to start and everyone needs a place to start uh especially in the overwhelming world of witchcraft where there can be a lot of information all at once right yeah and yeah. and and misinformation as well uh yes yeah sure mm -hmm. i can agree with that um, and I think that most beginner books have at least one kernel of wisdom you can take away. I would hope anyway, um, mm -hmm. all the begin like all the beginner books that I have read, there's been at least something that I've taken away from it. So that, that's helped. That's mm -hmm. helped you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so as we've already talked about, uh, this is our third time recording this podcast. <laughs> um yesterday we recorded the whole thing i think we we were going for just over an hour yeah i think it was about an hour yeah and i went to go start editing and the audio was just insane i don't know what happened that's okay but um we fixed it and i i went to bed last night just thinking about the pot like i was falling asleep and i'm thinking about the podcast and how we're gonna retry tomorrow and how i hope all the audio stuff is fixed and you know we can get it going but i guess because i fell asleep thinking about the podcast i 
also dreamt about the podcast. Sweet. I hope it was a good dream. Um, and it was, I, in my dream, you and I were actually sitting together. Which, by the way, listeners, is not what's going on right now. We're, that's why maybe, like, you hear some crackling. It's because we are recording over, what, an hour distance? Yeah. I think an hour? Yeah. Well, 40 minutes, yeah. We're 40 minutes, yeah. In two different towns. And neither, like, I don't drive, so I couldn't and get there. And neither do I. Yeah. So, <laughs> like... Like, what? Anyway, sorry. Like, it's about your dream. (laughs) So, in my dream, we were sitting together recording this podcast. And, it like, we had, like, a studio or something. Oh, fucking awesome. Sorry, I was really excited. We were surrounded by greenery, plants. There was a friggin' tree there. I don't know if we were outside or inside, but there was just plants and greenery and and a fucking tree. And they didn't try to get, like, away from me, like, down the drain or anything. Oh, no. They were in full. Everything was just lush oh, and in full bloom. It was beautiful. You know and what? That, that is a good omen, I think, Luna. I really do. I agree. Yeah. But I I woke up at about 5.30 this morning and Lord, grabbed, really... grabbed, grabbed my phone. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this. I wrote this down. Okay. So if you'll indulge me, I'll just, I... I'll just read it real quick. <laughs> I will indulge you. You go right ahead. Hopefully it makes sense because it was Hopefully, by, yes. by 30 this morning. <laughs> by 30 it made sense. So it, I said, um, I can't help but wonder if there's a deeper reason that we've had to record this episode three times. <laughs> Deep, <laughs> deeper than my lack of knowledge around recording and editing that I'm learning as we go. I came to the conclusion that perhaps we aren't meant to list off some of our favorite books and why we love them, but to dive deeper on why it's so important to read a variety of books and how beneficial reading can be to one's path of growth and spirituality. Our favorite books or or recommendations are just the tip of the iceberg. Read as much as you can, no matter your learning style, and read a wide variety you may only find that one kernel of wisdom that resonates in a book, or you may stumble across words and concepts that rock you to your core and change the very fibers of your being. Girl, you wrote that at 5.30 a.m.? Yes, I have to have <laughs> sleep. I can barely, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing at 5.30. I am close to waking up at 5.30, but, like, I'm definitely not writing very insightful shit like that was. Yeah, that, that that just came out of nowhere, I guess. I, okay, so I I wake up about two to three times in a night, mm-hmm. and I try and record my dreams as much as possible. Do you record them with your voice, or do you write them down? I, I type them in my phone, because okay. I don't, I, I prefer to write them, just mm-hmm. jot down stuff, but I don't want to wake my boyfriend up in the middle of the night with a light, because I need to have a light source to write in a notebook of course my phone is right beside me I have a note-taking app on it or no I have um I have an app called awoken and it has like a journaling function in it it's a lucid dreaming app I don't use the lucid dreaming aspect I just use the dream journal aspect so I just type it in and (laughs) sometimes I go back (laughs) and I look at things and like so either they're very eloquent and well thought out like that 
or their like autocorrect comes into play and it there's like weird words <laughs> or misspellings um so yeah i tr- i try and i try and record something upon these times that i wake up cuz like i said i wake up you know two to three times at least in a night and i'm i have really vivid dreams really interesting <laughs> dreams me but too i try and make sure that i I at least jot something down. Well, I think it was that was very insightful because, um, uh, yeah, because this goes this goes so much deeper um, for for you and for me than just our favorite books and us recommending them. Like, mm-hmm. um, books have been literally like this can sound so fucking corny. Books have been like my best friend since I was since I could read. Right? They've always they they ain't going nowhere they're always there for me right if i'm having a bad day i read a book um yeah yeah they've always just been they've always just been my company which sounds rather cheesy but it's true and um going to that uh it's they've helped me a lot on my path because at first i was like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> and they were there like they always have been so i think that that was a very insightful 5 30 a.m phone jot thank you <laughs> no problem no problem and as you know i could talk about books forever so it's just mm-hmm. that was that was very insightful i enjoyed it very much and a good omen may i say there's yes. nothing like a good lush garden in a dream to predict some 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 good shit from going down that's what that's all i have to say i agree i agree excellent um now i'm going to turn my page and see what we're going to do next (laughs) oh we have what we are currently obsessed with now in our recording yesterday i think i went on 800 tangents while i was talking about this so i'm going to try not to go on 800 tangents now i think so this is around the point yesterday where we we got really silly oh man Um, we were just i don't even know what we were doing I have so, no idea. I'll try to I'll try to keep myself on track. So if you will if you will indulge me, I'm just gonna quickly talk about four things. I added one because I am a monster. <laughs> uh, I'm going to quickly talk about four things. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna start off with Gravity Falls, uh, which is a cartoon show, um, and it is The X Files meets Twin Peaks meets um, I forget what the other one I said was yesterday but it's pretty much Twin Peaks and the X-Files uh, for kids, but also for adults. Um, and I always mention the song Go to the Pig uh, when I talk about Gravity Falls because it's the cutest little song. And go look it up on YouTube. It's called Goat and a Pig. And whenever I'm having a bad day, first I read, and then I watch Goat and a Pig on YouTube. And it's fabulous. It's a great show. Uh, the next show, I'm, I'm, I'm watching a lot of cartoons lately. Um, the next show I am going to talk about very briefly is Hilda and I know you watched Hilda before too yes I am also obsessed with this show yes uh it's very folkloric and it's the pretty colors and there's some creepy like there's it's like pretty creepy which not like pretty creepy I mean like pretty creepy like the colors are pretty and um the dialogue is pretty and it's just it's a very very it's a very cool show I actually I finished I finished it on Friday so I'm waiting for the next season to come out. I think you said it was coming out this year, right? I think so. And did I mm-hmm. tell you that it started um, 
from graphic novels. No, but I Googled it and I saw that. So I might have to um, not buy them because we're in a debt year. So maybe, maybe buy them <laughs> next year. Um, Put them on then, a list so you don't forget. Exactly. And, um, when debt year is over, go get them. I will. Um, next show, I'm, I'm really, I'm watching a lot of TV right now. Um, the next show I'm going to talk about is called Shrill. And it is all I'm going to say about this, because I'm pretty sure I went on a bunch of tangents about the show yesterday um, when we recorded our second time. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to be very, very brief with this. It is a fucking great show. Part of my French, but it's so good. And um, if you are able to, um, I think it's a Hulu show. Um, we don't like I don't I can't access Hulu. Uh, Hulu. Ooh, <laughs> I can't access Hulu here. But um, I think it's a Hulu show, so watch it. That's all I have to say is watch it. Um, and then I added Sinisterhood. Uh, we have both very much been obsessed with Sinisterhood. No, Sinisterhood is a podcast, and both of the hosts are from Texas. And, and they're, they're hilarious. They're hilarious. And, like, can I, can I say something? Yes. They are, they are literally, I think you mentioned this to me yesterday, they are literally podcast goals. Yes. Because they're just, they're so funny, and they're just so good at it, and they talk <laughs> about, like, true crime and occult and, like, um, mysteries and stuff, so it's a good mix of everything. So I can, yeah. I can 100% say that we both recommend the podcast because it's so great. When you shared it with me, um, because they have a lot of episodes, like a back catalog. A lot, so Yes. I I made it my mission to catch up. <laughs> yeah. And all, like, I'll, minus a, a few that I absolutely love, but all of the other podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis have all just, they're being neglected. Yes, it's yes, they are. They are. And I've been listening to it so much that, you know how they have a theme song at the beginning? You know the words like I do, don't you? My my boyfriend sings it. <laughs> My, boy my boyfriend starts singing I'm it sorry. when I'm listening. Oh. Uh, when I'm listening to to the podcast around him, if an episode oh starts, it, they start with their theme song and he starts singing along. I'm like, oh my god! Their th their theme song, by the way, is hilarious. Yes, um, it's so funny. I'm not going to sing it because it's probably like it's probably like copyrighted, but it's so funny. And again, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I've already given them five stars on iTunes. It's so <laughs> funny. And what, what drew me into it is, I forget how I found it, but um, they did an episode early on on the Dyatlov Pass incident, which is one of, one of my favorite mysteries of all time. That was a um, really interesting episode. It is. Maybe. And, and thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think uh, the first time I ever heard it was on the Unexplained podcast, which is also very good. Um, I listened to it and then I immediately, immediately the next day went out and bought the, the book that was written on it. I, which I don't have near me right now. Maybe we'll give you the name at the beginning of the next episode. Um, and it's just, it's so unsettling and sad and nobody knows what happened. And anyways, I'm not like, I'm not going to go too into it, but that's what drew me into Sinisterhood in the first place. And they did a, good job of covering all like the all the yeah. theories yeah all the theories and they do yeah. it 
they do it in such a way that it's very it's very respectful of the of like everyone in who had like who may have been um who may have passed during mm-hmm. the like during the um the case they're talking about which is always good because yeah i can't, i don't think i could take jokes about dead people very well <laughs> Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend Sinisterhood. It's a great, great podcast. Um, what are you obsessed with, Luna? Um, well, right now I am obsessed with a YouTube docu-series called Hellier. No, Luna, I'm just going to tell you something right now. I I gasped quietly because I actually forgot what you were going to talk about, even though we literally talked about it yesterday. And my gasp turned into a cough, and I literally just had to, like, throw my head to the side of my microphone and, like, splutter into my hand. But anyways, continue <laughs> about Hellier. Go ahead. Okay, so, um, oh my goodness, I don't even know where to start. Uh, if, it's very, if it's very are... hard to find a place to start, but it is, go ahead, sorry, yeah. There is, there's so many threads to this docuseries, um. It's free to watch on YouTube. So if you haven't watched it already, go watch it. Um, just just go. Just go watch it. We're not even going to tell you what it's about. Right? We're just going to say just go watch it. Because, like, like we're going to maybe, like, graze the surface. But that's yeah, literally all you so... can do without watching it, right? Like, we cannot tell you what it's about without you watching it. Because it's so dense. Like, not dense in a bad way. There's so many roots to it, right? Yeah, there's so many, there's so many threads, um, that it kind of goes off in, and I think that if you haven't seen it already, it's better to just go into it without really knowing too much. Yeah, I agree, definitely. You know, just go mm-hmm. go in, go watch it with an open mind and. And, and have your mind blown, I guess. <laughs> no, like, you will not, you will be a changed person after you watch this. Because it's just, and the synchronicities that happen after you watch it, oh boy, how do you don't get me started on those? I'm going, I want to watch the second season again. Um, yes, yes. Just, just um, to see if there's anything that I may have missed the first time. I don't mm-hmm. know, do you ever do that with a show? You wa- You watch it a second time? Well, I'm going to have to rewatch the second season of Hellier because I watched like the last three episodes while wrapping Christmas gifts. And that was a stupid decision <laughs> because it's one of those shows. And this is just a PSA. It's one of those shows that you need to watch without any distractions because there's so much you can miss if you are not paying attention. Yeah. And I suck at wrapping Christmas gifts so hardcore. So I was swearing and throwing the tape and I was just getting tape all over my body and it's just tape everywhere in my hair. And it was just, and I missed like, I missed like the last half hour of the last episode and I hate to admit it, but I haven't gone back and watched it and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You definitely should. Yeah. Um, so I know that we both 100% recommend going to watch it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, another, I, I, I have another TV show too. I, I think because of, you know, the time of year it is, we're mm-hmm. stuck inside watching a lot of TV. Um, but I've been waiting to start this because the new season came out on Friday. Oh, I know what. Yeah, okay. And I've been waiting to start this. And I told myself after we record this episode and I get it edited, then I can start the show because I don't want to be distracted. 
<laughs> so once this is done, I am going to start the new season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And nobody is allowed to talk to me for at least a day while I binge watch a few episodes. That's a perfect idea. I have not gotten that far in it. I think I only watched, I'm so bad at finishing TV shows. Um, <laughs> I think I only got like halfway through the first season. Really? I think so, yeah. I, I just I won't spoil anything. Well, spoil the, anything well for you. the the trailer for the third season completely spoiled the whole thing for me, so. <laughs> not on purpose. Like, it's my fault for not being caught up, but I know what happens. Kind of. So, I might yeah. watch it. I may not. It all depends. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to starting the new season, so. Do you have anything else you're currently obsessed with? Um... I don't think so. Okay. So if, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I obsess over things all the time. So I'm I'm always starting 500 things at once. And that's why depth year has been so good for me. But again, we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> um, we now have honorable mentions. Um, do you mind if I go first? Because I'm currently holding yeah, one of my honorable mentions in my hand. Definitely. Go, go, go for it. So I am a huge Sylvia Plath fan. As you know, uh, I don't know if any of our listeners will know that. Um, so I'm currently holding the Colossus, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure it was her first poetry collection that was published. Um, and I'm op- I have the page open to one of my favorite poems. I'm not going to read it because guess what? You're going to go look it up yourselves and experience <laughs> it for yourself because I don't have the best reading voice in the world. It is called Ouija, and uh, it is a fantastic poem. The whole book's really good. Um, and yeah, uh, I also enjoyed the uh, her collection Ariel. Um, she's just she, her poetry is just very very tragic, and um, but I really appreciate her words and everything she has she has done for the world of poetry. So I'm going to put that to the side, and I'm going to pick up my next one. And this has got a very um, morbid name, but it's one of my favorite tiny books. It's called When You Die, You Will Not Be Scared to Die by Lindsay Tunkel. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, um, my death anxiety is fierce and it follows me everywhere. Um, This book is great because it's very small. um, And it's basically, I'm just going to read the back to you here. It's 24 unexpected concrete, sorry, 24 unexpected concrete and ultimately liberating meditations on dying, living, and letting go. Um, it's basically just little mantras throughout the entire book, and you can carry it in your bag, which is great, because you never know when your death anxiety is going to overcome you on the street. It happens to me all the time. Um, and it's just, I'm again, I'm not going to read it. You can buy it or take it up from your local library. Um, it's just a great book, uh, even if you don't um, suffer from death anxiety. Uh, I just think it's something that um, would would help anybody, really. Um, the categories on the back, do you know how books have those, like, categories above the ISBN number, usually? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this one is body slash mind slash spirit slash death slash inspiration and personal growth. That's, so basically, you got, you got everything covered. range. You got everything covered. Um, <laughs> so I highly recommend it. Um, and it's also just very... It's a very calming book to have. It's very smooth. The cover is very smooth. The words are embossed in it. And it's also marbled. The first couple of pages are marbled, kind of like the um, Light Magic for Dark Times I was talking, talking mm-hmm. about earlier. But this one's black. So, um, 
yeah, um, highly recommend that book. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have, um, I have a couple of fiction books to recommend for my honorable mention. Great. Um, actually, the the first one I'm going to recommend it's actually two books. Um, the first one came out a, a long ass time ago. <laughs> and then a couple of years ago, the author released um, a prequel. Uh, so the, the first one, the first book in this series is um, Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. There is mm -hmm. a movie, um, you know. One of the best movies ever, by the way. I fucking love that movie. But Love have, that movie. Have you read the book? No, I've never read the book. I see it. On my library shelf, because I work in a library. I see it at the library shelf all the time, but I've never actually read it. So, as it typically goes with books and movies adaptations, the book mm -hmm. is a million times better. But, I like, the movie is already perfect, so I can imagine the book is, like, ten times perfect. Oh, the book is so good. And then she came out with a prequel, a prequel called The Rules of, of Magic. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I mentioned already. The author is Alice Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the prequel, it follows. So, you know, in the, in the, the practical magic, there's the two ants. Mm -hmm. So the prequel follows their <gasps> like beginning story. Oh, that's perfect. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, I should let you borrow these. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think, you, I think you'd, you'd love it. So that's my first um first honorable mention and my my second one is uh another fiction novel um this one is by stephen king and the thing i love about this book is it's not your typical stephen king book okay um it's very different from his kind of normal like horror style uh uh, novels um in in this one it's called so the title is called rose matter um and this one the main character is a is a woman and i i won't give too much away the premise is this woman works up the courage to leave an abusive marriage basically you know she she runs off while he's at work and and just tries to escape and then some 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 weird kind of supernatural stuff comes into play uh, as, you know, Stephen King style, but um, it's, it's just a very, I don't know. It's a very empowering book. I, I first read it when I was about 15 years old. I used to skip <laughs> in grade 10. I used to skip <laughs> class and hide out in my basement and I would read this book. I went through this thing. I, I read this book and I would put Tool's Enema album on repeat and just hide and read this book and skip class. Um, now listen, now listen, kids. If there's ever a good excuse to skip school, which we're not saying there is, yes, but if there's don't, we're not, we're not telling you. It's a good stay in idea, school. But... Stay in school. But if there's ever a good reason to not go to school, reading a Stephen King in your basement and listening to a Tool album, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good reason not, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds great. 
Oh yeah, this is one of those books. It's it. It was just um, I don't know. It's one of those things where if I start reading it and I put on that tool album, it you know when you can recreate recreate a certain situation that like brings you back into that moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. That this book is one of those books for me. So that's awesome. Check it out if uh, you're interested in that kind of thing. It's a good awesome. Book. Awesome. Do you have another one for us? Nope. That's it? That's it. Perfect. Well, with that, I think we're going to wrap up our third attempt <laughs> at recording this episode. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any recommendations for us, um, hit us up um, at our Instagram, which I'm pretty sure is in our outro recording, correct? Yes. Yes. And it's also in the show notes, or even you can email us because God knows I love a good book recommendation. Yes. Yeah. Um, so sorry, go ahead. So I was just agreeing. If if anybody has any any books we should check out or um, anything like that, yeah, just reach out. We're on or Instagram, e- email. Or even um, episode topics. Like if yeah. you... Like, if you want to hear us talk about something, like, let us know. Uh, we're yeah, open to suggestions. Um, tell your friends about us. Um, tell them we swear a lot. <laughs> and um, thank you for listening. We really appreciate yes, it. thank you for listening. And thank you, C, for joining me today. Thank you, Luna. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Witch's Chant by Doreen Valiente, 1957 Darksome night and shining moon, Hell's dark mistress, heaven's queen, Hearken to the witch's room, Diana, Lilith, Melusine, Queen of witchdom and of night, Work my will by magic right, Earth and water, air and fire, Conjured by the witch's blade, Move ye unto my desire, Aid ye as the charm is made, Queen of witchdom and of night, Work my will thy magic right, In the earth and air and sea, By the light of moon or sun, As I pray, so mote it be, Chant the spell, and be it done, Queen of witchdom and of night, Work my will thy magic Thanks for going on a journey with us today. You can find us on Instagram at TCATA Podcast. You can find C on Instagram at theparchment underscore crone and on Facebook at the parchment crone. Luna can be found at the.astral.alchemist on Instagram and Astral Alchemy on Facebook. Thanks for listening. <laughs>